Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Real Chumps. I am your host, Marcel, and with me is always my co-host, Danny. With Mother's Day coming up, we are going to discuss the 1998 film Stepmom, starring Julia Roberts, Susan Sarandon, Ed Harris, and Jenna Malone. Susan Sarandon. Oh, my gosh. But First, hey, normally I get it right, okay? I just committed this time, and I was like, he's not going to correct me, right? He's not going to correct me. Uh... Hey, better me than some punk on Twitter. That's true. Hey, don't add us. <laughs> Dude, um, quick, uh, two things that we have to do, talk, discuss. One, um, there is currently, the writer strike has, has officially begun as yeah. of last night, which we had mentioned and discussed, I think, a little bit in one of the podcasts, um, or maybe one, uh, our post-post-show podcast, post-show. Yeah. <laughs> Offline, post-podcast, post-show. Yeah. But uh, to all writers out there in the WGA, we support you. Um, you should be paid, um, as well as directors. Everybody who's in the industry should be paid. And I don't care um, if that pisses off Disney CEOs. And, and, and the thing is, like, s- streaming is one of the biggest reasons why they're, they're going on, on, on strike, right? It has changed... The the film and and TV industry has changed so much in the last since the last strike in two thousand seven to was it so two thousand eight so two thousand seven think about this let's lay it out a little bit yeah Vox put a, a great article I'll leave link it in the show notes I'm gonna grab it right now but um we had so a little bit of context leading up to we had BuzzFeed's news station like award winning news station mm-hmm. got shut down. Okay, this is this is like this was an era that I was like, like BuzzFeed was weird when they started doing news and they started winning Pulitzer prizes and like yeah. future reporting. I was like, okay, Vox started coming in, but even Vox has laid off people mm-hmm. and whatever. So there's like signs of like, there's definitely something happening in the media industry. We knew that this with the writer's strike. Last time they had it was in 2007 to 2008. Yeah, Netflix started streaming in 2007, but it was just like you know some of their catalogs, right? Right. Part of that first strike was because uh, was in the fact that they wanted to better their was in the biggest thing with the streaming. They were unsure what some of that did. They wanted to lock in some of their the contracts and trying to make sure that like their jobs the jobs were safe because yeah. streaming was going to come in and start disrupting. It aggressively changed. Yeah, and they renew. So okay, the in this, the the. It's like this weird acronym. It's the International like, Movie Association and TV Producer something. It's like basically all the studios. Mm-hmm. Every single studio, Netflix, Disney, every single studio that you can think of is like part of this thing. And those are the people who deal with Directors Guild of America, the Writers Guild of America, and the whole situation, okay? So as of right now, they had put a, uh, they had put a forward a document for the... They, they wanted to... Um, they wanted to raise like some of the the money the the money they wanted in, to increase was like I think a hundred and like forty seven million, and this the the other organization um, denied it and said they would only raise it like six million or something. Jeez. Okay, to to put in perspective, um, I think uh, 
Adam who ruins everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's been he's very vocal right now on so on on which different things. He quoted that. So I'd point out the fact that David Zaslav, the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, which is you know the parent company of the network I'm talking to you on right now, was paid two hundred and fifty million dollars last year, a quarter of a billion dollars. That's about the same level as what. 10,000 writers are asking him to pay all of us collectively, all right? These companies are making enormous amounts of money. Their profits are going up. It's ridiculous for them to plead poverty when the writers who are making their shows, some of them are not able to pay their rent or their mortgages. I literally know writers who have had to go on assistance uh, because they have not been able to make their year. If you look at these companies, they're making more money than ever. So Vox, again, like they have a wonderful breakdown. I love, you know, that is there. And technically, they are part of the writer strike. Now, not all writers are are being disrupted. Broadcast, uh, online radios, they're still going to sure. work. But like the movie and a lot of the some of the TV stuff, we're not going to feel it like we did back then. I mean, we think about The Office and like some shows that weren't cut in half, and like weird, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. reruns. The biggest shows that are going to be affected are the like late night shows, the late night shows, the daily, yeah, SNL, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But you know, Disney. Um, one of the biggest things, like that, they've cut costs is calling mini rooms. So normally, when they do a pitch for like a pilot or season or whatever, they'll have like a pilot room, and they usually do like eight writers. What they do with these mini rooms is they'll, they'll have these individuals, three or four writers come in, try to write out three of the first episodes, hmm. and then but pay them less than they would do for the full eight crew. Hmm. So like, there's all these weird like budget cuts that they're like de- like that they're trying to work around. And yet they're making more money than they've ever made in because of streaming slash because of the thing. And there's a the whole thing with residual thing. One of the biggest factors that they're trying to deal with right now is the um, uh, is the impact of AI. Yeah. So the reason why they're doing a big deal now is because just like back in 2007, 2008, right before the stock market and all the thing crashed, which again... Weird, oddly enough. Oddly enough, yeah. We're doing with other bank crises. Hmm. Weird, weird, weird <laughs> connections. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure how they're connected, but I, I think they are. If I was a better investigative journalism, I would, if I was in that <laughs> line of business, that's the thing I'd be investigating. Um, But the thing is that, that back then, it was the impact of how it would, how would, how streaming was going to be impacted and how it's going to grow and change. They had no idea. We look at AI, literally six months from now could be completely game changer in AI, right? Like this earlier today, uh, I was shown a video from my my buddy of mine who who, there's like a, there's a service where you can submit photos and they will give you a professional headshot. Okay. It's crazy. All right. And my thought was like, like what, not only does this affect like AI affects writers, actors, voice actors, actors, uh, like, you know, VFX, which VFX industry period should like, I don't know why they're not on strike. Um, the whole situation and technically the, the directors guild of America, according to the Vox article, uh, states that their like renewal contract is actually like in the end of June. So it could be that like, if things aren't, aren't mediated or corrected, there could, it could lead to a mega strike, which fully does stop. Hollywood production, yeah, it's wild, dude. It is. It, it it's an interesting time, and and again, like let's reiterate, we support all the writers, um, the the guild, and and everyone that's impacted. Like 
there needs to be changes. Uh, I was watching this uh, interview on Variety, and they were interviewing the writer and oh, who was it? I'm trying to find it. Uh, the 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 showrunner for Dope Sick. Yeah. Um. Anyways, and he he was saying like he he brings up the fact he's like, how am I able to negotiate a fair deal with my writing when the studio won't show me the data of and, and the impact that my show is doing, and that and that's part of the part. Of, I've always had this issue with streaming is that they hold the numbers so closely and they don't share, especially Netflix. Netflix no, will not share anything. Yeah, and 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 that's so unfair. Like, uh, how how can you like go and, and negotiate a, a better deal and say, look, my my show that I wrote for you is bringing in X number of viewers or X number of registrations, whatever, when that's not being shared with you. That that should be, that needs to change. Yeah, because I mean, like, if you take it into regular broadcast, if you, the way streaming residuals are calculated really hasn't caught up. Broadcast, even though, like, it's their, the whole equation and whatever, basically comes down to, like, if they have a better show, brings in more ad revenue, mm-hmm. more eyeballs, which means they have bigger money, which means they can do bigger payouts. So broadcast, even though you we were like, like, no one, like, I don't know anyone who has a broadcast TV yeah. situation right now that is going to deal with that situation. And it's, they're getting paid more than streamers. That's, that's, that's wrong. That's very wrong. Okay. Think about this. This uh, inbox, is, it's a massive hit for Netflix, bringing thousands of subscribers and revenue. You don't share it at all in the profits, even though you're a main reason the platform is succeeding. The WG argues needs to change in negotiations prior to the strike with the AMP, AMPTP, which is the American Movie Produ- or, uh, Associated uh, something or whatever. It's freaking ridiculous. There's so many acronyms in this. It's ridiculous. So is that like uh, one of the biggest things like the Comedy Variety Show, it's like it's bringing in things, but then also like how many are they going to be there? So people are writing for their shows. Mm-hmm. So... This, this those types of shows like the late show with Stephen Colbert and all these other ones that are there they late hours in there a lot of times they're doing the day of writing and so instead of they negotiate the rates individually so instead of doing it like how they would do broadcast where they would like um, so on broadcast writers are covered by the MBA which is like the minimal basis like it's like a it's like it's like the minimum wage right it's mm. like okay we're gonna pay you this much and it doesn't matter you're gonna get paid so this for streaming services. They negotiate the rates individually, and for most writers, this means they don't get they get paid less than those on broadcast, even though the product and workload is the same. It's the same. What what is here's the thing is like I've always been like this is like one of the best times to be alive as like a, a, as a storyteller for mm-hmm. for video. Mm-hmm. Literally, we have so many venues to be able to do that. However, and this is something I've been I was talking to a colleague from my my one of my college professors who's now a very good friend and colleague of mine, and how when we when I talk with younger youth and they and like they're like they want to I'm like look I'm not saying to go down the director's rep path and going down um, a producer and going down the grind of Hollywood isn't rewarding and it's not that it's not um, worth it but it's freaking rough yeah and the fact that it it's not changed when it comes to money is messed up mm-hmm. like the fact that you still have to grind like don't get me wrong like does there need to be a grind yes because people are not you know, like there's a, but honestly, like you can't make a living because like the way things cut out and yet people who have all the money get more rich, mm-hmm. not cool. Nah. Especially when it comes to the writers. I look at 
like I think part of this is like you look at some. Uh, I mean, Disney, this like got rid of their entire team that brought in Disney Plus. Did you see that headline? No, I didn't. Really, they cut their the entire team, like or half the team. And I know that you had massive layoffs like less than a month ago. Yeah. So was that uh, part of that layoff then? Yeah. Uh, team, uh, I'll, I'll find the article. I'm, I won't, I can't remember if it was the f- half of it or the full crew, but it was like the majority of the people who brought who brought Disney Plus into full force and made them kind of like the, mm-hmm. I think some of the game plan, which is insane to think. You know, like they they came in, they rocked the boat. Like I don't know if they were part of the people that negotiated the whole, like put their foot down and said, "Sorry, Netflix, we're taking back all your Marvel, uh, um, you know, shows." Yeah, like that was a huge blow to freaking Netflix. Yeah, I bet you know. So I, I mean, the, that contract might have been already set in stone, but I doubt it because I don't know. Disney wasn't like was they didn't care about streaming. They're like, oh. this is this is fad. Yeah, you know. And to me, the biggest thing is like one, of, like I said, one of the biggest things is the AI stuff, and it's part of it's like you know they're worried that they could that studios could end up hiring like a person to generate a script or you know for pilots and for things like that, and then basically hire writers to adapt those uh, ideas for less cost. For less cost, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I've been using, I've been leveraging AI to use some, for this, some of this podcast sure. and some of these other things, but there, to me, I will always be a firm believer and like comes down to the art, like the craft of having an individual be able to like identify something to put together it will never go away. Hundred percent, and and we we talked, and we're gonna do a little shameless plug. We talked about this in our episode of Princess Mononoke, right? Yes. There has to be that balance in in. Techno te- in in advancement in technology in this case and in in AI like yeah there's something powerful about the artist their personal approach to it to to whatever it is a painting of a, a a photo or a story um, and just bringing that 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 human connection that human experience to it that you can't replace no and I think this movie. That we're talking about today with stepmom is the perfect example of like w- why we've been saying this for in our podcast for since like probably episode one that more movies need to just breathe. Yeah, yeah. This movie is a masterclass of just letting a moment sit, um, like many others mm-hmm. that are out there. But this one for sure hit hard at very good moments. It stayed on, like, I was very, I'm like, I would totally want to go back and rewatch this if it didn't make me cry <laughs> every single freaking time uh, on the fact that, like, they would hold on people's yeah, reaction. They, yeah. They hold on their, on, uh, they hold in, in, in the scene, they hold on their reaction and, and maybe a slow fadeaway, um, but the power of just staying in there and letting the viewer sit with the emotions, but also letting the actor right contemplate the scene the impact that's happening on the character and letting them just do your thing yeah right um this director christopher chris Chris columbus chris columbus (laughs) what a name yeah i don't i don't know the situation i don't know if but he dedicated this to somebody i don't know if it was his wife or so i I looked a little bit into it um 
And so he dedicated this to his mom who passed away of cancer like a few months before the movie uh, was released. So it's interesting because this movie had come to him several times, uh, the script, and it was under it was under a different title. Like I think it was like it was titled like something about about the moon, um, and and he kept like turning it away. And he's like, "Nah, this isn't for me." Years went by, and then he picks it up, and he's and his mom had just been diagnosed with cancer, and then he read it and he's like, "Yeah, no, this is this is it." Like if if. If this were to be the last film that I do, I would be happy. Dude, this Chris Columbus has a freaking. And it, it's interesting because this is 1998. So this this is the, the movie that came out after nine months. Uh, the, his movie with uh, Hugh Grant mm-hmm. and I can't remember the female lead. Um, but I mean, Chris Columbus is known for the Home Alone movies, Mrs. Doubtfire. Harry Potter, the first the, two Harry Potter. Two Harry Potters, right? After this, yeah, yeah he did after the, this, yeah. And then what had he done? Bicentennial Man. Oh, yeah. um, so he's he's great at like telling uh, sincere, innocent, genuine stories about human relationships. Yeah, hundred percent. And he does an incredible job at, at getting his 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 cast, especially children, to emote those. Emotions. Dude, that was the thing that took me. For, I mean, I don't know if it was you know like if these child actors were like prodigies. Um, but I, that was the thing that struck, struck me the most is yeah. I felt like the, especially the, the son, um, Ben, Ben played by Liam. Um, I forget the last name. Yeah. He, his, his smiles, his yeah. like moments felt just so genuine. And they were so sincere. Yeah. Right? They were genuine and sincere. And they just um I was listening to an interview that he did about about the kid, about Liam, and they struggled to find like the right actor for it and they couldn't find. But he said as soon as Liam walked in and he gave that smile, he's like, Yeah, this kid is good. But then he read the 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 line and he's like, Yeah, we're going with him. He even says this was in nineteen ninety eight. He's like, if if we were if I were to still do another uh, Home Alone movie, he'd be a, he'd be it. I think he would have been way better than the other, the third. That was it. The, oh, the third yeah. one. Yeah. yeah so the, Liam actually looking at he was in the series of unfortunate events, mm-hmm. um, and he was the the boy in Road to Perdition. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. That's right. Yeah, no, he's great. He's he's, he's an awesome. Uh, he's awesome in this movie, and yeah, yeah definitely yeah, like he's great, man. I can see him coming back as like more of a star as he is. He gets, oh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, phenomenal for sure. Like this cast was great. I think it did feel so sincere. Yeah. And well, let, let's set the stage a little bit. Yeah. So we're, 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 we're reviewing stepmom because one of our listeners suggested for, uh, for mother's day, uh, that we talk about a movie about moms, mothers. about motherhood. Right. And this was the one that, we decided on. We had a couple in mind. Yeah. We decided on this one. This is my first time watching it. This is my first time watching it. Oh. Well, okay, let me take that back. I, when I was watching it, um, there was a scene when they're dancing to The Temptation, which that song will never... The Marvin Gaye... 
Ain't No Mountain High Enough? Yeah, yeah, sorry, not Temptation. Yeah. Yes, Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. That song will never get old. Oh, never, never. That, that song is legendary. It, like, I don't care how many movies or how many movies <laughs> will add that as like a song to like bring to. I just think that it's just, it's, it's just phenomenal. It's incredible. So the scene where they're like dancing, uh-huh. you know, uh, as a family, you know, as, as Sarah and, and the two kids and they're just dancing and having fun. Um, after a tough moment, it was, yeah, it was, uh, was that the one after she like yells at her, her, no, at her mom, she gets mad at her mom. She's mad at, she's mad at mom and, and dad. Right. She just found out that she has can that has, has cancer. cancer. Yeah. And that she would been lying to her. Yeah. Anyways. But that scene, I was like, I think I've seen this movie. <laughs> oh really? But it was like yeah. I must have been I must have been young because I don't remember yeah. I don't remember very well. Um so I I'm gonna classify this as my first watch. Well here's the thing. The movie came out in ninety eight. I was like t- nine years old when this movie came out. So like I was not the target audience for this. No. I know I know that over the years I know my parents rented this movie. And like when we were younger, we were pretty good at like my we we would all pick a movie, we'd sit down like on the weekends and watch, right? Yeah. I have a very clear memory of my parents picking this. Me coming downstairs and be like, oh, what are you guys watching? Oh, we're going to watch that mom. I saw like the DVD case and I was like, yeah, no. And this is for me. Hard, hard pass. Like, this ain't no Power Rangers. Yeah. This is not for me. And me just be like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm out. Um, I'd seen the trailer. We watched the trailer again. Um, and we felt like we watched the movie. We felt like we watched the movie. Let's just talk about this. If you haven't seen it, full spoilers alert. What if you haven't seen it? Listen, but like watch the trailer. You're gonna get a feel like, okay, this is like a typical like stepmom movie and like like n- 1990s, like yeah. late 1990 movie, kind of like witty. Will have some sad things, but like it, you know, like there's gonna be the mom and the like the stepmom. There'll be some like fighting. There'll like, be some conflict in there. It'll be funny. Not at all. No, this movie was deep. This, this movie took a very sharp left turn halfway and i was like what I, like the trailer did not sell it to me at all like this and, and that left turn is that the mom susan sarandon's character jackie is diagnosed with cancer and she this like her second battle with it uh and 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 she goes through chemo and chemo isn't working and so it comes to, to the point where she accepts that this is this is it. Yep. Right. Um, yeah, man. Like, it was such a unique take on it, and I wasn't expecting that, and and I appreciate it. Me too. You know, so as a as an individual who who's gone seen parents go through a divorce. Um, I mean, I was a little bit older, but to me, I was telling you know my wife that like this movie felt very mature in like the way they handled things mm-hmm. then i could like i could think about in the 90 in 98 okay yes they're like sitting their kids down to discuss things okay having real conversations with them mm-hmm. like the you know the um i mean the father trying to have a discussion being called out by the daughter mm-hmm. um you know Jackie and her uh and um, Jennifer uh, Julie Roberts Isabel Isabel her character they're they're like fighting but not fighting like 
quip thing felt very like this could easily be the thing. Oh yeah. Like, but all of it, like it, and then the, her, uh, Jackie and Luke, who is at Harris, they're like, like little lunch thing to try to have like these, like, I don't know, you know, conversations about like how things maybe are going. I don't know what the whole, but to me, it felt so emotionally mature for what 1990 and i mean i don't know I, maybe i'm wrong no but <clears throat> here's I, I we're watching i'm watching this movie right and immediately i'm thinking and and i will say this there are many times in this movie where i feel like the subject matter or 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 the the script gets very close to crossing the line of it being goofy or it being of me rolling my eyes and be like oh, okay like the stepmom the conflict and, and and like it has those funny moments yeah but like it doesn't it, i was thinking of, of of the parent trap for example yeah right where that movie is very clear very similar situation in the, in the sense that you have a dad who is starting to date someone much younger than him is g- engaged the mom or the future stepmom in Parent Trap, right? Also, successful businesswoman. Yeah. Um, carries herself very elegant. Uh, but it, it becomes a, a comedic trope. And that's how that movie is assigned, right? She doesn't like the girl. The girls right. don't like her. And, and she's out to say, you know, at some point she's like, I, you know, once I get married, I'm sending, I'm shipping you kids off to boarding school or whatever, right? So, like, it has those, like, traditional, like, stepmom tropes, whereas this one never crosses that line. And it, it and gets it, close. It gets close. It does. It, go, it gets, many times it gets very close, and I'm ready to be like, uh, but it doesn't quite. And, and I think that's just, I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, it's great that it didn't cro- cross that line, uh, but like you said, it it tackles some of these themes in a very mature way, especially for 1998. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I'm sure there are other movies that might be, do this. But, yeah. But to me, this is the first movie. I mean, like, I'm thinking about this in 1998. I'm, I'm thinking of everything they're doing. And I'm like, man, these are things my wife and I are trying to dis- discuss with yeah. my children. I'm like, okay, we're going to have it. Like, all right, kids, this is what's going to happen. Do you have any, like, what's, where are you at with this situation? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, they tried to involve their children. I don't remember that as a kid. It was like this is what this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. You know? Or Vasavet. <laughs> I'm sorry if that just triggered every Latino Latino listening. Um I wanna talk a little bit about Julia Roberts' character, Isabel. I I really like this movie. Even though the movie is called Stepmom, Isabel, it, it is more of a of a movie for Jackie. Yeah. Um and we'll get to Jackie in a second, but I love the way that this character was written. Like I said, she she's probably what, in like her late 20s, early 30s? I'll probably say early 30s. Early 30s. She has a successful career as a photographer working for some ad agency. Um, she's great at what she does. Her employer knows that she's the best, right? She's built a great reputation. Starts dating Ed Harris. Um, but immediately, she is genuinely invested in the kids right there there isn't this traditional trope of yes she's trying to win the kids affection and 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 get on their side so to speak right but it's never like like i don't like you 
and I can't wait to marry your dad so I can kick you out of the house or type of, nothing like that. It's very like, I want to get to know you. And there's a couple of times in the movie where she says, I care about these kids because I love Luke, right? And Luke loves these children. Right. I I really appreciate that too. And what's, what I also appreciated is that like, they didn't like, I mean, they try to make her, you know, one of the first before the, where we get to meet Sarah Mm -hmm. or I mean, Jackie, uh, her Sarah's character, uh, when she's trying to get the kids up in the morning, you know, she kind of woke up like, of course she's a photographer who like, you know, she's had her own life and like is not accustomed to like doing the kids in that whole situation forgets the the like the you know purple uh shirt for purple shirt day which <laughs> don't help me i had freaking ptsd after you know with that i'm like oh my gosh did i have the blue shirt ready for this friday <laughs> um but that you know like she it felt like she was trying she also felt very fr- it felt like you know she was a very frustrated character because yeah. like she felt like she was trying to do stuff and then being like not having Total things that totally happened to people, like losing Ben while she was trying to work mm-hmm. because he got because she she was trying to work and deal with the kids and then uh and then like you know trying to connect with the daughter but like the daughter being upset and frustrated with the fact that like her dad's moving on yeah you know like of course like she's gonna like be more frustrated or whatever right and and it's something that Ed Harris's character brings up right there's a scene where. Jackie and Luke are, uh, uh, what's the daughter's name? Anna. Anna. Anna's like school with the principal. Yeah. And Luke says like, like, yeah, of course, of course, Jackie is frustrated that there's a new woman and, and, um, and she has to share her, you know, her kids with, with this new woman. Um, he says like, like a bit tongue in cheek, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Looking her. but also like he goes on later to say like, and but Isabel never thought about being a mom. Like this isn't something that like was top of mind for her. Yeah, at least not now. And again, I think this is a uh, um, emotionally mature situation. Yeah, like I, great job for Julie Roberts to set who knows how many women to say like, oh, I could have a successful career, and then maybe later not have to worry about kids right away. Yeah, I mean, we you know in the location that we grew, at least I grew up. That was very much a lot of the, like it was like nope motherhood for is like the only thing that I want to do. Wonderful, great, but also know that like women can do, you can do whatever you you can do you can be a mother and you don't have to be just a mother. Yeah, yeah. Because men are not, they're not just fathers, or right. fathers and 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 like it it kind of angers me that like sometimes that trope is still brought up in movies. Yep, uh, because. I'm raising two two daughters. You mm-hmm. also have two daughters. Like we want our w- girls. We marry women that are strong and independent and and awesome. Yeah, and and I think going going to like the contrast between Jackie, right? Yeah, she worked at a publishing house, yep. had a great career, but she made the decision to not work, have kids, and she brings that up, right? Um, and so then you have this contrast of of this mom who decided to give up her career, give up her passions, her interests to have kids. And then you have Isabel, who is at the height of her career, right? And is trying to juggle the the being 
you know, being in the workforce and a future stepmom to to the children. But you're absolutely right. I, I it's such a I don't want to say such a '90s trope of like the woman having to choose between her career and her family. It it didn't feel that way. No, and but but you you said it earlier. Like it's still like it, that's still being portrayed at times. Yes, right. It is still being portrayed. I think to me the way that the way I felt was that like, look, this you know uh, Isabel's character had the opportunity to find and to be a profession <laughs> professional, right? She she had her goal set and she she was very independent. She found someone who did there, and I think there's a. I don't. You're always good with this because you take great. Or you you know prep a little bit better than I do, <laughs> but the. The, there's a line with you know like him being the, the, uh, he comes they had, there had been a little bit of tiff he comes back to give uh, Anna's soccer stuff mm-hmm. and have Jackie and Luke have this interchange um, and you know like he's like you know I'm you know I'm sorry you know being a rough you know we had a kind of rough situation and then this idea of like well you didn't ha- you weren't you didn't give you you didn't have enough time to be able to figure some of that stuff out yeah right and and. Um, I think that like that happened to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I think even now a little bit. Sometimes we people, we in society, in marriages, like things probably could have been okay, but because of misunderstandings of expectations or or ideals or what or or lack of purpose. Yeah. Um, not that kids don't provide us purpose, but like when you feel like there's all you're doing is like taking care of kids uh and this is for both men and women like it, whether you're the one that's the stay-at-home parent mm-hmm. like if you all you're doing is taking care of kids and you're not talking to any other person you feel like there's not really a lot of purpose yeah there's uh, and and i think you know uh jackie's character is definitely going through through that in in her life right she she made sacrifices um and and she's kind of come to a point in her life where she's like what what am i doing like where's that fulfillment coming from yep. not that she's not getting fulfilled as a mom but it's it, it's hard right to balance work and and i love how this movie portrays takes takes some of this theme of, of, of the role of women in in society yep. now i'm a guy i get it like i'm not speaking for women here but like i i see i see those struggles with like with my co-workers with my wife yep. right and 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 the these uh this notion or these not judgments but these expectations that are put on 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 women in our lives it's it's not fair it's not fair no it's and it's not only is it not fair like for that but it's also i feel like um i've made a decision that like i i made like i would i will try to cook like or i cook yeah. often yeah. in my home and I will, you know, do all these other things. Not that, like, say that, like, that solves any sort of problem. But, like, it is a home is a shared responsibility, right? And I think that, like, you know, this movie does a great job, not necessarily in the aspect, but, like, showcasing that, like, the struggles of, okay, one parent after a divorce is going to get remarried and how that challenges the or how that brings impact in struggles because we see this with Anna and Jackie yeah and then Anna and Isabel with 
like this boy, like the boy situation of trying to figure like, well, what do I do? You know, like, you know, this, he like, you know, in breaks out with me and whatever she's like this is what we're gonna do you know <laughs> prior to that i love the interaction between the two the between isabel and jackie right when they're at the play and they're they're like they're dating which at this age doesn't mean absolutely anything <laughs> like it means nothing uh they can't even go out together i, I just i love that interaction between the two it but, was well but the whole that whole that whole scene is probably that, that might be my favorite scene it, yeah it is because it's it's Look, um, throughout the whole movie, there's these passive-aggressive comments mm-hmm. towards one another, right? Understandably, of course, right? And but they've, they've, she at this point she knows about her having cancer. Yes. Ooh, I can't remember. I don't remember either. I think, I think she doesn't. But but en- enough has happened that they've come together, right? Or they're they're working a little bit closer. Yes. Uh, they they've come to an agreement. They yes. understand each other a little bit like in the fact that like look, you're you're in this life, you're you know, we're like they've come to some sort of like Yeah. not necessarily like No, I think she does know about oh, the cancer now. Right? Cuz I feel like once she finds out about the cancer like there's that shift in in um, in the relationship between them, right? Yeah, you're right. Because then shortly after, she does the whole thing with the boy, and then after that, they meet at the restaurant, and after that, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she okay, yeah, she does know. You're right because they at that point after she knows they she Jackie kind of lets down some of the walls, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and in the sense of like, okay, well, you know, I need you need to know things, and this is something that I felt like really appreciate because I think that this moment with the play is like the first moment of like, okay, this is what's happening and you need to know this. Yeah. And then it opens the door a little bit for Anne to kind of like start accepting Isabel because she had a very hard, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, thing. We don't really know the time span, but I would assume this is probably, you know, several, a year, if yeah. not more or yeah. whatever. So, but the thing for me that I really appreciated was the little moments of like beforehand, the moments of like conflict of between that that like bitterness of like yeah. passive aggressive little moments and then also to the shift of like having her share treasured memories that she's going to need to know as life moves forward. Oh, dude, you're going to make me crack now. <laughs> I know, dude. Full transparency. I, I cried a lot in this movie. Yeah, me too. It, it hit me. Like it really did. I get, I get this text from my son. He's like, bro, <laughs> this movie... Wait, wait, hold on. I gotta pull it up. Pull it up. I I think I said something along the lines of like, I am a wreck over here. <laughs> no, no. You said, dude, I can't. No, dude, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I can't. Dot, dot. I'm bawling over here. That movie hit hard. And I was like, oh, man. Because I hadn't watched it yet. And I'm like, this is, I'm like, I'm not. I gotta prep myself. I gotta prep myself. Uh, it's because I wasn't expecting the whole like cancer storyline. Anyways, um, it was it was a little bit we like it it comes but it's like it's like the most subtle oh yeah version yeah. of like the cancer situation yeah no 100% I, and and I want to talk about Jackie about Susan's role and like her portrayal of Jackie yes this is Susan right out this is a year after she won an uh, an Oscar um for I can't remember it was a movie with her and Sean Penn uh, but so she's hot off an Oscar and she brings 
such sincerity and pain, um, regret even, yes, to this character. And I just love her portrayal of Jackie. You have you have these two incredible actresses that are just so good at their craft. Both of them. Both They're... of them. They're so good. And, and, and I think Susan does an incredible job at Sarah. Susan Sarandon. Isn't that her name? Is this Susan? Yeah, Sorry. Susan. Oh, my goodness. I'm over here like, you are, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was thinking for last name, Sarah. Sarandon. Man, I'm freaking struggling over here. <laughs> um, but I love her portrayal. Like, she's so great. And, and, and she does... You talked about like sitting with 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 our emotions, right? There's a couple times in this movie, and one that comes right off top of mind is she's out horseback riding with the kids. Oh yes, and and Anna's character looks to her mom and says, like they're talking about Isabel and just the issues that they're having with her, and Anna looks at her mom and says, right, "Hold on, I wrote it down." She says, "If you want me to hate her, Look, I will." Ben. Or, or or it's Ben. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Because Ben Ben is, he's a young kid. He he's well. He's he's okay with this. He's like seven. He's seven. He's supposed to be seven, right? Yeah. Because like you're right. Anna is talking to Jackie about the situation about yeah. like a situation that she's like kind of frustrated with. Yeah. And Ben says that line. Yeah. He says he says if you want me to hate her, I will. And I love that because then the camera looks to Jackie. She gives us a soft smile, but also a reflection within herself to say, okay, like, what am I, what am I teaching my son here? Like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Right? She doesn't say anything. You get that straight from her facial expressions from that moment, that moment of letting us sit with our feelings and our emotions and letting her as an actress do her thing, right? It would have been easy for for Chris Columbus to just say, get a quick shot, hang in there for a second, two, let's end it, edit it out, yeah. right? But no, like, let her portray those thoughts through her her, her face. No, well, and in, in the editing, like... Yeah. I mean, like, um, uh, the editing, I mean, because there are times, I mean, each... I mean, cutting to Ben... I felt like that was a pretty long, and, and you know he says that, and then he does cut to, you know, to Sarah, and she, you know, her that that moment, I feel like, is is huge, in the sense of like, okay, what am I gonna do? And knowing that, but like it, it's, uh, I think the is like the constant battle that she has to like decide on, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? That's like the the like this, it's a setup. It's setup, and and prior to this, right, we see her. Take walking with the kids, and she says, "This is the lunch she gave you," and she tosses it out. Right, so she she's setting she she's setting up uh, Isabel to fail. Yeah, uh, for the kids, right? Because kids will kids as a parent, you have a big impact on your kids, and so whatever you say, they will do. Right, um, and, and so like she she's setting her up to be incompetent by saying, "This is the lunch, throw it out," or she couldn't keep an eye on Ben, she's the worst. Or, it, mom, if you want me to hate her, I will, right? right? And so I just love her portrayal of that. And, and, and those moments that we have, and I'll talk about my favorite scene later where she just knocks it out of the park. But 
she's so good in this movie. And I think she's, yeah. She's good in every movie, dude. He is. I mean, Bull Durham. Yeah. She's amazing. I mean, every movie that I've ever seen with Sarah, I I, I either am crying or am like, like emotionally invested with the characters. Yeah. Um, to, to me, what I found really interesting with Jackie's character is in the way they portrayed it is something that I, I connect with deeply freak is the, is the, is the fact that like mothers, women, period, I shouldn't say mother, women, period mm -hmm. are the strongest people in the, in the planet. hundred percent. hundred percent. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if you're freaking, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't care if you've gone through Iraq. I don't like, I love you guys are all amazing people and you're strong, but women period are the strongest people on the planet. hundred percent. They, the, the amount of, uh, emotional, um, physical, like things they have to go through is like a miracle. Yeah. It is there. And a lot of, sometimes it's, uh, not warranted. Um, sometimes it's not, um, you know, it's, it's, or, you know, a lot of times it's never warranted, but it happens yeah. and it shouldn't. Yeah. Um, and like, to me, I will f always forever be grateful for women everywhere for what they do um, and how they, for the most part, you know, for the most part, women always are the ones that like carry so much on their shoulders. I, I just cause like that's part of their nature. Right. Yeah. And I think J uh, Susan in Jackie portrays that amazingly in the sense of like her decision to not say anything about her cancer for such a long time. For such a long time. Because I would, I could fully believe that my mother would have done something like this. She would have, my mom, you know, uh, if you're listening, mom, <laughs> love you. Uh, but like, if the, the thing is like having the circumstances, like, well, I can't tell my kids right now and I want to, and I can't, but because my husband or my former, my ex-husband, who I care about still, is going to do this thing. I can't put this thing on him because he's mm -hmm. going to be distracted. And so, you know what? I'm going to take this battle on my own. 100%. I... Where's the tissues, man? I think I forget. They're over there. <laughs> um, no, you, uh, you're you absolutely right. And, and I think women have this innate ability to just sacrifice. Dude. Right? And I think this is one of the, the big themes in this movie. Like sacrifice whether that sacrifice your your career sacrifice for for your family sacrifice, whatever it is right uh and you bring up such a great point like it's such an interesting i i, I love the decision to have had to have made jackie have had cancer and you know they she went through surgery and and, and they got what she thought was all of it all out uh, and then a year later, it comes back because now we know that this is something that she's been, like you said, struggling with and fighting with by herself. She didn't want to stress out her family, her ex-husband or, or her kids, or maybe not because she wanted, she didn't want to stress out the ex-husband, but maybe it's just, I'm my own woman now. She Well, yeah, she's like, I mean, yeah. Right. And, and I think it's such a smart way of writing that. Instead of saying, like, we're going to introduce cancer to her 
right now, right? No, she's had it before. She's carried it by herself. She's had to deal with it. She's managed, you know, to, to go through surgery, not tell anyone, not tell the kids. She thought it was all gone and it's come back. That adds so much more weight to her. And, and like you said, like I, I definitely can see my mom. I'm confident my mom is, doesn't tell us things out of, out of, I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. It's not pride. It's not pride. It's not pride. It's, it's, it's selflessness. It's this, it's this, the thing, the thing for me is that, you know, that hits even harder is that Jackie does it fully knowing that Isabel is going to win some of her children Yeah. in the, in this, these months. Cause she's lying about doing X, Y thing. And okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to be, I'm getting picked up by the publisher again <laughs> and, and trying to not let anyone find out so that she can be hopefully be okay. Right. To me, this is the thing that, that will mothers for the forever and have are doing now and will forever do is that they will, they will, um, sacrifice. They'll take this, they, they will take it on to say they're going to do that thing that like most other individuals would, men would yeah. probably not do. Right. Yeah. They're going to, you know, and, and I'm not saying that men don't do this because, you know, men also, yeah. do something. but the thing for me is that like the, this mother role is, is huge, right? You know, she doesn't, being a mother, you carry a, you carry a child, you know, for in their body mm -hmm. for nine months. There's a physical connection that, that can never, that we will never fully a understand. Physical, emotional, spiritual, spiritual like, connection. Yeah. We'll never understand that. No. Now. And so to me, like this, that thing of her making that decision and trying to go through it by her. I mean, I, and I don't know if this is the scene you're going to talk about is the scene she's like throwing up. She, mm. she's like trying to do dishes. She comes out and this is the scene to me that was like, th this scene would have never lasted. It would have never lasted that long. Yeah. If it was made in 2005 or 2012. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's probably like a minute in or so long. I mean, and it just holds. And I really want to, I really don't know, but I totally am a firm believer that like they said, this is what, we're going to hold it here. Just do what you would, t just do what you think you would have, what, what that, Jack, that Jackie would feel. Yeah. And she's, she's like frustrated. She's tired. She's, she feels defeated, but like just also can't give up. I don't, I don't know. It's just, there's so much in that one scene that like, is is the epitome of what countless women do. Hundred percent. That do that goes unnoticed. Because that's what happens in this scene, right? No one no saw one, that. No one saw that. No, no one was there. No one was there. None of the kids, the ex husband, no one. It, and we're like, it's a wide it's a it's like a it's a wide. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a it's a tight wide because it's not like a wide angle lens. We're like we're probably on like a fifty like we're on right now, mm. or maybe a seventy five or maybe some weird focal length. But it's like we're like looking voyeuristic down the hall. It's a hallway, yeah. 
there's you feel constricted. You feel right? yep, yep. Even though you have a wide lens, yep. right? And and you're just alone with her. Yeah. And you just feel it. You know. To me, that is like the solidification of what like what cinema can like is so good at. You can write that in a book. You can write people's thoughts in a book. You can, you know, you can see those in pictures. But when you, there's the, there's, there's like the moment of her feeling tired, but then she just gets angry. Mm-hmm. You know, she like throws Starts it. Starts throwing the laundry. You know, yeah. Pushes things off that the dresser, you know, and then she sits down again, you know, and she's tired and she just, and what she do? She gets back up. Keeps going. Keeps going. Oh man, <clears throat> I want to I want to talk about another theme here, that of death and grief. Yeah. Uh, the the movie, I mean, and, and it's such an interesting decision that the movie ends with us not knowing if if Jackie died or not. Right. I want to know your thoughts. Would you? Do you? Why was that? Why do you think that decision was made? Why not take us through through her passing, going to the hospital, giving giving such a great actress the opportunity to do a scene like that? Um, why do you think that decision was made? I love their decision to not do this, to not end it with like a death, because it's not death isn't the like isn't like the thing that's a little like having that death almost would make it less in the sense that like oh we knew she was gonna die and so we give you the death yeah the the point of what i feel like this movie is about is that individuals can grow people change and that you can find understanding that the people in our lives whether we like it or not, can be good for us and provide us insights and growth, right? The, I think to me is that like the kids, like Sarah uh, as Jackie and then Julia as Isabel have this moment of one of them having the fear that Anna is going to only want her uh, Jackie's character when, she, when she's getting married because her mother's died. And then... Jackie, thinking that she's not going to want her at all because she's got a new mother. She's got a new mother. Right? But then Jackie says that she can have both of us. Right? And then on top of that, like, her showcasing to her children, we have had great memories. It's not about, like, I will always be there. Like, she's talking to Ben mm-hmm. and saying, like, and what I think one of the best things in my the entire is that she describes we can meet in our dreams. Yeah. This concept of like there. And I think to me that like, yes, it's, of course it would hurt for them to to lose their mother. It would differ, differ that there, but like they've come and they found the resolution in the sense of like the, that they, she is left and let them and continued and will continue to show them that she loves them and that she's there for them and that she, will always has always done and tried to be there for the, her for for her two children. Mm-hmm. 
right? And that is a, and not only that, but that she respects and and uh, wants to make sure Isabel is um, welcomed, and yeah. and that that moment of them taking the picture, to me, it was it was. I mean, especially at Christmas time, like you know, like Christmas time is a very impactful year. Like I don't like I. For, for the good or the bad. For the good or the bad. Yeah. And so to me, I just think it's, it, it reemphasizes the fact that like, it doesn't matter if people die. It matters the impact that you, you leave on the people around you. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I, I think, I think what stood out to me a lot about this meeting, and I don't know, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's the role that women have, um, as mothers, whether you're a mom, whether you're a future mom, or whether you get to have the opportunity to play a role of a mother to someone else, to a neighbor, to a friend's kid, whatever it is, right? Um, it it takes a village, right? And and that that scene you were talking about when they're at the restaurant and and you know Jack uh, Isabel is worried that you know when when she's getting married and you know she she she'll she'll be upset that you're not there Jackie and then Jackie says no well i feel like she'll forget about me because you're there um and and Jackie says something about along the lines of i i i had her past you yeah. can have her future yeah that was a great right line. and i feel like we we live in a time where Women, I don't know. You gotta be careful how I say this. I feel like we live in a time where there's so much comparison to one another, so much competitiveness. Uh, I don't want to say cattiness, but like so much one-upmanship. Um, and it's not even. It's not the the they're the, 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 It's the 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 mentalness of that. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it's such a it it's. It, it, <laughs> It's hard seeing um, women put other women down instead of like lifting each other up, and that's what I loved about this movie. Yes, there's 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 the funny aspects of the passive aggressive comments happening throughout the entire movie, yeah. but there's something so powerful about seeing two women with very different different stages in their life, uh, different opinions, thoughts. Um, ways of, of how to handling the issue with with Anna and, and the boyfriend come together and support one another, express love to each other, and come to a, a common ground for for the sake of the kids, right? And I think that is so powerful and something that we need more of because it's so easy and it's so common in film and in TV to have women pit against each other. Yeah. And uh, and I feel like there's there isn't again I think I, now that I became a father a father of two girls these are the things that came up at night of of I hope I hope my daughters can make friends and meet friends that that support them and, and uplift them and not pit them against themselves or each other and and tear them down right um, it was just refreshing to see that and I love that the movie chose to not go that route and 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 show showed the uh, a funeral scene or or a scene where she goes to the hospital and or, or whatever i love the idea that 
Jackie says, now join us in the family picture. And it's such a basic line, but a line that carries so much impact for Isabel. And I think that for her was a moment of saying, I'm handing them off to you. You're part of the family. And for Isabel to say, okay, like I, I've gained this trust or gained this, uh, yeah, this trust from, from, from Jackie. Anybody, I don't care if you're a man or a woman, wants to be, if you are coming into a family, you want to be accepted yeah. by that family, right? When you marry your spouse, you are hoping that the in-laws, both ends, are going to accept each other. That's a whole dance, right? I think that like this movie epitomizes many moments in a family, whether you're a, se- a separate couple, or, like if you've been separated from your significant other or not, you can still feel the the the, the desire to want to feel acceptance and welcome, uh, acceptance in a in that family setting. Yeah, you know, um, acceptance at, in in you know in when you go to college and being accepted in with a group of friends and, and finding that, you know, the belongingness, right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, and I think obviously in a family setting, it's the most powerful setting because it does have the greatest impact. This movie, Chris Columbus and team did a phenomenal job. Yeah, for sure. They did. This is, this will be, will, will go down in my favorite movies of all time because it's, it's, it's a fantastic one to, you know, I can easily see me watching this with my daughters and, and like yes. just holding them and, you know, them, you know, loving it with my spouse and, and, and being, you know, knowing that like, hey, you know, we see you and we love you and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I, I was, I just think we need more movies like this. We do. We 100% need more movies like this. Yeah, we do. Yep. Because... It's it's not about the the loss because that's not what it's about, right? Because no. if they if they'd done if they had they'd if she if if Jackie had died, it would have been about the loss. Yeah, yeah. And it's not about that. Mm-hmm. Of course, she was going to die. I mean, she she decided that she would not. You know, like she she can't fight it. It was she can't fight it. It's, it, it's overtaking. Yeah. yeah. The time there's not the technology and blah blah blah. So, but even then, even if you know, like it's not a it wasn't a medical situation. You know, I mean. The thing is about the emotions is about what it means to be a family. Um, not only that, but what it means to 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 be not like a perfect family, but like to be reminded that every individual, whether you're a kid, uh, an adult, or like a grandfather or mm-hmm. grandmother, we're all just like we're also we're on this great journey of like life. Which means we're just we're all just trying to figure we're figure trying to figure out. out. Okay, we're trying to figure out, and we're needing all the support and the help that we can get. And if all we, of us, all of us, at any age, at any moment of our lives, we're we're all the same. Like kids, I look at my kids, and I think those are the same struggles that you're gonna deal with for the rest of your life. Yeah, that you did as a kid. Yeah, right. Not that they're never gonna get better at it, but like. I know that I look back, I look at my kids and I look back at myself and I think about the things that I struggled with and I'm like, those are the things I'm struggling with now. I'm still struggling with, yeah. We're just, there's little people, there's little adults 
We're little grandparents. <laughs> little adults, little grandparents. <laughs> oh man, um, let's talk about. I know we're coming up on time. What your favorite scene? <sighs> okay, I, I mean, I think we kind of talked a little bit about them. I think I'm gonna. I'll choose another one. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that scene with uh, Luke and Jackie. Okay. He's bringing. He's bringing back his, the the soccer cleats and. You know, he, he kind of gets frustrated, you know, um, and um, because, you know, like I was working and trying to make things happen. And um, but then he, you know, corrects himself. It, it shows the fact that he's like trying to work through things, yeah. you know, like it's we don't talk about marriage enough mm -mm. in society. And so I think like this moment, it's it's in the future and uh, them realizing that they've like he's he's grown, but he's, you know found a new person that he doesn't want to make mistakes with but he also wants to let jackie know that like he's he's trying to be better and and, and showcase that you know yeah. the situation so i don't know it to me both situations or both actors in that moment do a phenomenal job of showcasing the, the that like even as a like those are moments you know kids will never see right that um him feeling sorry um, and, you know, to a degree wishing something had maybe worked out, but, worked out, yeah. but it, it, life is life. Yeah. So that's a good one. It's a good one. I like that. Um, I love the scene. I think my favorite scene for many reasons, it's, um, uh, Isabel has dropped off Ben at the house. Jackie prior to this was outside, uh, smoking, calming herself down. Right. And she has smell, like off to the like on a table. Jackie goes inside with Ben, and Isabel looks at the mail, and she sees that there's the the plane ticket to L.A., um, the publishing house letter from from Charlie or someone. And so then, Is or Jackie comes out, and then Isabel says, "I know your secret." Yeah. Right. And immediately Susan Sarandon's face, like she's caught, like just, oh shoot. The fear, dude. The fear, like she knows that I have cancer, right? And Jackie goes off and says, or Isabel goes off and says, you're moving the kids, you're, you're taking the kids with you to LA. Um, that's not fair. And, and, and I love, I love that, Susan, that, that Jackie decides to play along with this, right? She doesn't correct her and she says, yeah, so what? I'm taking the kids with me. And and I love that she makes that decision to like see where this goes, right? <laughs> like to just like maybe to get a reaction out of out of Isabel. Uh, but just let's see where this goes. I mean, she fully doesn't expect she, she did not expect what come is coming. Yeah. And so then she goes and tells her, like, yeah, like I'm taking the kids. Uh we can co-parent from from different sides of the continent. That, <laughs> many, like, many people do it, like we could do it. <laughs> Could you imagine? The, I mean, listen, the 1998, the iPhone is not even a yeah, thing, right? right? Like FaceTime, the idea of being able to like call, like this is literally like letters and and phone calls and then like trying to like, look. not to say that that didn't happen because I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it did. But he, she even says like, he, he can have the kids for one month out of the summer. <laughs> like, brutal. brutal. And I love... I, it, so she plays along with this, like letting her believe, like, yeah, you you found my secret, uh, you caught me, and and I love Julia Roberts' response to it, like, this will destroy 
uh, Luke. Yes. Don't do this. Right? And and I love that because we see um, we see Isabel's love for Luke, but we also see the love that that she recognizes that Luke has for the kids. You know, I would almost like it. the respect of the it. The respect of it, yeah. This isn't this isn't a father who who half bakes it, you know, like he, he, he wants to be involved. He wants to be part of the, the kid's life. I would say that he and he is. Yeah, we, and just he don't, is. we don't see it because see it. Yeah. it's not about, it's not about that situation. Yeah. But I fully believe that like he's, he's made an effort to yeah. be a better dad, to be like involved or, you know, around despite the fact that he's some sort of like legal, like he's a lawyer, a lawyer who yeah. is probably doing a good job because he's got a great house. Yeah, he does in New York. In New York. So, no, yeah, and 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 I love that 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 Jack Isabel Isabel calls her out on that. Yeah, and because of that, Jackie has a change of heart and tells her, "No, I have cancer. Right? Like, this is the reality of it." And I love just the emotion that Isabel does at that point, she doesn't go like, oh no, I'm sorry. Like it, it's very, again, sitting with our moment, with, with, with our feelings, sitting in the moment and just seeing what you can see her process these thoughts. And I think from there on, um, that dynamic changes, right? It, it becomes to, it changes to be more supportive, to be more loving, to be more caring, to be more understanding. But not like over the top. Exactly. Cause, cause like, you know, I could easily see in some other storyline or, or some other universe where they, she like, they're tries to be like overly f like th friend. Like these are two different, very different women. Mm -hmm. Okay. They have very different understandings and insights on like how they see the world. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they have to be the best of friends. Right. It, or that, you know, like they're friends and they care for, they care for each other. But they're not like in the thing. But to, to me, yeah. But here's there's a line earlier in the movie where where Jackie tells uh, Anna to make an effort to look at the good that Isabel has, right? And that's what they're doing. Yeah. If we if if if, if we if we were to get any kind of message, if I could portray any message to our listeners, is that look for the good in everyone. You will find something common. And just build on that. Yes. And we see that from this movie. Yep. Right? They're very different women, different ages, different stages in their life, but they found something common. And out of that, they build a friendship, a relationship, a motherhood for the kids. Yep. Phenomenal. We hope you guys enjoyed this movie as much as we did. Um, let us know how much you cried. Um, Maybe we were the only ones that cried. Yeah, if you, uh, we're just babies, so uh, get used to it because I will probably have more of these. Um, I think I said that I cry every single time I watch Remember the Titans, without a doubt. <laughs> you did, yeah. Um, we'd love it if you guys could subscribe uh, if you find this uh, podcast uh, enjoyable. Uh, if you think it's so enjoyable that you we you just want to sh share the world, the best way to do help us out is to leave us a review. Um you know, whether that be three, four, or that very, very exciting five star. Um, have you read any? Do we have any reviews? 
Uh, yeah, we have a couple. I, no, we'll pull them up. I need to read these because I have not. I mean, I tried not to look at it too much, but yeah, uh, we appreciate uh, all you. One thing is I really appreciate that we're about 50. We're about a 50-50 split on our uh, male and female setup. So yeah. I just really, I really love that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think that's awesome. Um, more importantly, we want to hear from you. What do you think of this movie? Have you seen it? Is this your first time? Did you cry as much as we did? Holy cow, man. I really did cry. I don't know if it was just... No, it's it, I, I, this movie. I will cry every single time I yeah, see this movie. It, I, I, I could have asked... You know what? No, I cried so hard when, when she, she quits her job, Julia Roberts' character. And, um, and so for the, like the next five minutes, she just, we see scenes of her taking pictures with, I cried their entire, that entire montage, dude. This is a woman who, who, who's taking her, 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 her skill set and just taking, capturing moments for the children with their mom, for the mom with their children. And then she prints out like the life size printouts. It's just, I'm a firm believer. That that literally changed her perspective on, yeah. on, on her work. Yes, yeah. We don't know. I don't know if she told them she she like she got fired. No, I, we don't know. I don't know. I, I assume that she probably did say something, right? That you know, whole situation. I mean, probably because she lost money. Um, but uh, to me, I, to me, I see the way she like was taking those photos and seeing things, like you said. I'm like, I fundamentally believe in that character and that she went from this glamorized, like full, uh, large format, like, uh, full, like films, um, camera to this moment of capturing the moments that will help capture, that will share those, save memories. Save those memories. For, for individuals. Yeah. Right. It's about, it's about the moments that just let us just breathe. So good. But, but reach out to us. Let us know. What was your favorite scene? What do you like about this movie? What don't you like about the movie? Uh, you can always get in touch with us via email, uh, your at realchems.com, or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at realchums. You can also follow Danny and, and myself on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter as Marstrosity, M-A-R-C-T-R-O-S-I-T-Y. And me, Rubio underscore TV. Join us next week. We're, we're shifting gears here. We're going to watch Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3. Come back. Hear us out. Go watch it. And can't wait to talk about Galax- Gardens of the Galaxy. All right. Let's uh, get our cassette tapes. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for <laughs> oh, whatever soundtrack. It was so, so good. Okay. We'll see Please. you guys.